Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is Gary on Guns, and I'm pleased to tell you that Scott Van Kirk is on board. If you've got questions about your skill set, training, that sort of thing, he is the guy to go to. Uh, He's also uh, my sometime fill-in guest host, and he is uh, not alone. Well, actually, he is. Larry is in the studio, too. Hey, now. Uh, Good morning, Gary. Larry Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Hey, uh, listen, the the bump stock thing just... Oh, my gosh. What the hell? Yeah, so, yeah, that, that saga continues. We do have a nationwide injunction on ATF enforcing that for any of the parties to... The lawsuit, so that would be any gun owner from uh, Gun Owners of America Association member, um, which you can still join for twenty five dollars, um, and um, yeah, so it, it's got ATF um, in in a box. Uh, they they will lose on on higher court. I'm I am I am convinced. We just have to get to that higher court before we can um, go back to enjoying our our our, our arm braced pistols. Um, and eliminate that that classification that that happened overnight through uh, you know regulatory change, um, you know written by an administrative <laughs> an enforcement wing that changed the changed the rules and uh, those rules have uh, you know felony implications. So it's uh, got the effect of law uh, just because ATF sent out uh, uh, we changed our mind and we've class reclassified things millions and millions of unsuspecting gun owners that went out and bought. Pistol braced, um, uh, braced pistols um, are, are in violation if they have not removed the the brace from that of, you know that offending brace. Uh, all you have to do is take it off, and then it's still legal to have the, the pistol. But having them assembled is is felonious currently. And the boy Scott, you can just count on those Democrats going after bump stocks. Yeah. Well, and the and the yeah Democrats. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. No. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What? I think what? I think we I think you might have a revisionist history view on that because I don't believe that was a Democrat. Uh, um, that was that was a, a partnership between a Republican, you know, administration and, 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 and the NRA. And let's not forget that yeah. the NRA signed off on that one. Yeah, but <laughs> the the way that the way that bump stock ban went into effect again is through an administrative change of of regulations, change of of change of legal terms uh, at ATF uh, to you know encompass the bump stock as a machine gun. Right. Um, but we, but- it, it was written to lose in court. It was written to 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 lose in court, and and that's what I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not defending him, but I, I think that you're was. Little, but you're a little bit. I'm a little bit defending him. <laughs> I, I, I'm a little bit defending him because I I think that was that was the reason he. I, I tried. It's what he could say. Oh well, I, I tried, but it's it's, it's no, unconstitutional. But we never got. We we have yet to get to the Supreme Court with that. Well, and, actually, and, and it will lose court, when it gets there. The Supreme Court has granted cert uh, to the bump stock case. Uh, they'll decide whether the administration's ban, the Trump administration's ban on bump stocks that kicked in in 2018 um, is going to stand. Uh, on Friday, they granted cert yes. uh, in Garland v. Cargill, uh, one of several cases that have uh, been kind of bouncing around the lower courts since the ban was uh, put in place. You've been winning you know, decisively in lower courts. So yes, it, it's wonderful that 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 that's, that the Supremes will hear that because I don't see how they can say that this is constitutional at all. <laughs> see, but but I can't buy off on the oh we tried our best. There's nothing we can do about it. 
the ATF is part of the Department of Justice is all part of the executive branch. You are the head of the executive branch. That's true. So there's absolutely no reason whatsoever that you can't turn to the director of the ATF and say, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not. I, you work for me. We're not doing that. Right. And so, no. I don't know what. Not going to let him off. Okay. No, because yeah. it's the typical, and they'll do it, um, because you can pull up the names of the of the Republicans who voted for the assault weapons ban back oh, in 94 yeah. and everything else like yeah. that. Stop trying to curry favor, whether you're trying to curry favor with the media or you're trying to curry favor with what you think are independents or center center left Democrats or whatever the case may be. You lose. You're never going to be, oh, oh, we found a newfound respect for you now that you've decided to come over to our side for this one minuscule thing. Oh, now it's an election cycle. You're Adolf Hitler. (laughs) So stop. Just stop. Well, my, my, my point in uh, facetiously saying all oh, those Democrats, because they're the ones that are always outwardly, openly attacking uh, your right to own and bear arms. But repeatedly, the people doing the most damage yeah. successfully turn out to be the Republicans. I mean, you've yeah. heard me say it on the show. Um, when was the last time uh, uh, the, the, at the federal level they passed a pro-gun bill? Oh, yeah. It was it's, during the Obama administration where the Republicans attached that you can carry in um, federal parks, U.S. parks, if you have a concealed carry permit in that state, which was attached to a credit card bill that Obama just had to have. So he was the last president to ink a, 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 a actual law. pro-gun, yeah. actual yeah. pro-gun expansion law. of rights. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was an expansion of rights. Yeah. And you can't say it wasn't. It's true. Yeah. So we, we had this, uh, this horrible event, this mass shooting. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the president was up in Maine to, um, you know, console everybody. But right from the get-go, I thought, he's not up there to console anybody. He's going up there to have a sympathetic audience to promote gun control. And sure enough, that's where it went. Shocker. I'm, yeah, I, knock me over. I don't yeah. know how did that happen. <laughs> <laughs> what he'd use this? They just keep trying and trying and trying, and damn if that constitution doesn't get in the way, and they they keep getting knocked down. Uh, constantly, the courts are you know saying no, no, no. The Bruin made it clear. So now, what are they trying to do? They're trying to get a twenty eighth amendment. To the Constitution. And, and of course, California is pushing this, and they go to Connecticut to get them to come on board. Now, I don't have great, uh, a great fear that this is going to happen, but it, it does, I think, signal um, an awakening on the part of the uh, anti-gun people that it is fruitless to keep writing stupid laws that keep getting shut down by the courts. Uh, in an attempt to control guns. I think it's actually a good thing. We'll come back and, uh, and and give you the details on this in just a few minutes. You are listening to Carry On Guns. Hey, welcome. And uh, Scott Van Kirk sitting out uh, here in the uh, in the studio along with Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, there has uh, there's been a push in California. It's uh, That's where it started. California's legislature has formally, uh, formally, no, formally, they're like wearing a tuxedo. They're formally uh, calling for a constitutional convention. And uh, what they want to do is 
pass a 28th Amendment that would codify gun control within the Constitution itself. And, and I think, uh, I think Scott, this is a recognition that nothing else is working. We, you know, we the, the highest law in the land is the Constitution. If we want gun control, we got to change it at that level. Uh, yes, I think to a certain extent. I think maybe within the true believers and stuff like that. But I think that Gavin Newsom is far more politically savvy than that. And I think that this is the... This is his soft run for president. Not necess- not this time. Trying to align the... But he's, the- yeah, he's, he's working on building everything up, keeping his name in the news. He's traveling to China. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's going to be uh, Kamala Harris's vice president. And then <laughs> after that, he's going to run for president. And that's how that's going to work. After Joe gets reelected... <clears throat> And then steps aside for health reasons, and Kamala becomes the president for four years. She'll appoint Gavin Newsom as her vice president. He will essentially run the presidency for that four years, and he'll be he'll be right front and center. Everyone's he'll, everyone will see him. Everything that's happened, he won't be your typical vice president that you never hear from. He'll be right front and center, doing everything. Everybody's name, he'll, his name will be out there. This issue will still be out there, and he, this will be his signature cause. He'll he'll run this for four years. Kamala will not run for re-election after that first four. That'll be the deal. And then Gavin gets to be president for two terms after that. So essentially he gets to be a three-term president. Your crystal ball is in such bad shape. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you just no. got to watch for it. I, just, uh, I really just hope it's wrong. You know? you, you can hope all your, hey, hey, hope in one hand, do something else in yeah. the other, and see which one fills up first. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> when that happens, nicely that- cleaned up, I might add. <laughs> it was arable. That was good. <laughs> no, I don't think. Uh, first, I don't think Biden can get reelected. Um, in fact, my thought is, and now we're getting into the weekday show. But my thought is that at the last minute, uh, he drops and they put somebody else in, and it could be Gavin Newsom. But I, I don't think he sells well. By the way, uh, did you guys see him sit down talking with uh, uh, Chairman Xi in, in China and, and suggesting what great partners uh, the Chinese make when it comes to fighting global warming? <laughs> That's because the checks are keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're building coal power plants all over China. <clears throat> We're shutting ours down. Yeah, and they're using the energy from those coal power plants to build solar panels that we're buying. <laughs> we're paying uh, way too much for. They're, sell- <laughs> like, well, they're selling us. They're selling us batteries too for EVs. Yeah, they got, yeah, they they got everything well, locked up. They, they got the minerals for that. Yeah. I mean, how could you sit with the... Com- oh, man. So, well, the, the point being, and you can have your opinion on EVs. I have my opinion on EVs, and we're not going to go off and do a weekday show. But we have the same minerals in the United States. You, you can't dig them up. Well, we don't dig stuff you, up. You here. can't dig them up. That's... <laughs> Oh, there, the, this is this has got that that uh, the battery powered car thing, and I, again, it is a weekday program, but uh, topic. But I, they just they lie constantly about them, and they'll tell you, well, you get four hundred miles out of a charge. What they're not telling you is that when you're on the road taking a trip, you don't they don't tell you to charge it to one hundred percent. They tell you to charge it to eighty percent. 
because it's bad for the battery. So you're not getting all those miles. And then you have to sit there at the power station charging it up for at least a half an hour and and probably more. Uh, they're just... You're talking about problems I will personally never have. That's, that is, that is <laughs> yeah. just amazing. <laughs> Keep that internal combustion engine working. because uh, uh, And now Mercedes-Benz, uh, terrific engineering, uh, Ford, General Motors, uh, Toyota, they're saying they can't give these things away. So, well, not, all right. Yeah, not with that I'm, I'm way off track here, but I, I couldn't help it. We, it's it's uh, Van Kirk's fault. I'm going to bring it back around. Uh, folks, make sure you get your concealed carry permit. Get excellent and good training so that when you are sitting there waiting for your car to charge, you're not defenseless. There. <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely Full brilliant. Full circle. Full circle. Anyway, so uh, California is starting this uh, for whatever reason uh, to give... Uh, uh, the, the governor has bona fides or because they're really that stupid. But it is, I think, a recognition that everything we've tried uh, hasn't worked because we're violating the Constitution. Ergo, we need to change the Constitution. And I, uh, I don't think they're going to go for that convention because uh, that's what you need, a constitutional convention. Because of all the things that could go the wrong way for them. No, I don't think the convention is going to happen because, I mean, well, let's face it, we don't need a if you're gonna if you're gonna impanel a constitutional convention, then why are we talking about adding the Twenty Eighth Amendment? Let's well, that's go. Hey, yeah, yeah. Go, go for broke. Repeal the second. Well, go, go for broke, guys. The, Come on, bring it on. Here's the problem: uh, they could lose uh, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Mm -hmm. uh, if the Republicans manage to dominate, they could walk away with less socialism uh, and uh, and no gun control. I don't think they're going to take no. that risk. No, it's a cam it's a campaign, yeah, gambit is what it is for when he, like I said, after he becomes vice president with President Harris and then <laughs> runs for president. Yeah, you know, if all this happens it, the way you just laid it out, which is, I know I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be the most. I, I'm, I'm never be, gonna I'm hear gonna the end of it. I'm gonna be famous. Yeah, Fox <laughs> News will be calling you up. <laughs> I'll be uh, taking Tucker's old spot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, um, we got a lot of uh, a lot of other uh, court cases that are kind of wending their way through uh, because they just never stop trying to attack the Second Amendment. Uh, but and and we could talk about it for the rest of the program. But I'm going to kind of change directions uh, and point us to uh, to Larry. There are two different forms of uh, AR-15s. Uh, one of them is direct impingement. Um, the the proper one, yeah. The yeah. proper one. <laughs> the, the way it was designed. The way it was designed, yeah. All right, well, why don't you explain... Okay, so, the, yeah, the, the original uh, John Stoner design um, was a, a, a direct gas impingement. So he designed it so that uh, as the bullet's traveling down the barrel at its high velocity, there is a hole uh, midway down the barrel that allows gas to come up into the gas system. The gas comes all the way back into the bolt carrier group and unlocks the bolt carrier group from the inside, uh, causing the gun to cycle and load the next round in. Um, a great design, brilliant design. Uh, drawback is we are bringing exhaust gases into um, the chamber area uh -oh, or into, into, the, into the bolt area. So we do have to have some maintenance there. Mm -hmm. But it's very easy to maintain an AR-15, and it's really it takes a long time to shoot one to the point of failure. 
uh, in the in the gas system. Um, and since then, um, you know that that has been our our longest serving U.S. military uh, main battle weapon in um, history in it forever. I mean, it's, yeah. the, it's the one that is that is. Um, served the longest time mm-hmm. and has you know certainly had its detractors it, it has evolved had, had had its hiccups at the beginning it, it had a lot of hiccups which, at the which, beginning which generally weren't the designer's fault or actually the weapon system no fault. It, was, yeah. it was the ammunition manufacturer's fault um but yeah the the vietnam era m16 um was 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 a horrible failure um, it, it got a lot of our U.S. troops killed, um, but in in the commercial section now, um, there are a lot of companies that have added a piston system to the AR platform, keeping that that exhaust gas away from the the chamber area, away from the bolt carrier group. So we, now we've got the same amount of carbon and and gas buildup, just in a different location. Uh, so we still need to maintain those. Mm-hmm. Also, I have I have. Uh, I got excited about gas piston ARs when they were, you know, there were companies working on that stuff. I've played with a lot of them. Uh, I've owned quite a few of them, and I've, I've I've divested myself of all of my gas piston versions and and run direct gas guns. I, I think it's a superior system. Um, the the accuracy degradation that I saw in in my personal experience with them was was horrible um, because of the. Uh, piston system on that on that free floated barrel it was it would give me a lot larger shot dispersion than I was able to get with the direct gas gun so i'm i'm a, i'm convinced that direct gas is the right way for ar15s to run and the more accurate way and there, yeah a little bit of maintenance but there, there's five parts and, in the bolt carrier group it's easy to clean and there and we there's can a, guide you through that there's That's, a place for piston guns it's just not in the ar <coughs> platform yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. amazing piston guns out there absolutely that work amazingly well the fal oh yeah i mean just yeah. as the first one that That's comes right. to mind it's you know as the the right arm of the free world that gun was was fielded in in a lot of countries and was a a fantastic pivotal gas piston mm-hmm. um rifle platform that that's that's super mm-hmm. uh and you know there's <clears throat> a lot of a there's lot the of kalishnikov systems and mm-hmm. platforms and everything like that those are great piston guns yeah but they are and i tend to i don't have the depth of experience with piston guns in ar platforms that larry does because i messed around with one i think i still, <laughs> i think i still have it i wasn't that smart i kept trying <laughs> I, think I, I think i still have an ar I think, upper i think these guys figured it out As, you know yeah. i tried this one i was like mm, no no no, no. Okay. still you know well, and there's there a lot a difference there. is there a difference in price there can be. Um, yeah. they, they can be. It's how it depends on how well you can market the fact that this is so much better when you're selling the piston. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I, I'm just thinking that in order to uh, convince someone to buy the uh, less, uh, well, I don't want to say inferior, but less uh, uh, accurate uh, gas piston, uh, you might say, you know what? Uh, for most shooters, this is close enough for government work and a lot less expensive. Yeah. But that doesn't appear to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. All right. Quick break. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. 35, uh, well, never. it's 35 minutes after the hour. Uh, it is Gary on Guns. Scott Van Kirk is in. So is uh, Larry Whalen from uh, Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And uh, we just gave you some tips on your next AR-15, what you should, in fact, be buying uh, and it, uh, although, uh, although I got a, te- I got a text response in from, uh, uh, associate that says, uh, God and Eugene Stoner wanted guns to be piston driven. So, uh, not everybody's <laughs> of the right mind, <laughs> so, you know, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm still a direct gas guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're. You've been. I've been told that about you. <laughs> Lots of gas. What is going on with the Biden administration and uh, the? Uh, you could stop right there. Yeah, yeah but... <laughs> just a full question right there. Full stop. Mm, yeah. It yeah commercial exports. Uh, the National Shooting Sports Foundation reported um, yesterday that the Commerce Department was going to issue a late Friday afternoon decision that would stop uh, a lot of commercial firearms exports for 90 days. Uh, and his sources proved accurate uh, just a few hours after that uh, original tweet uh, was sent out. That's what happened. Why are they doing that? Any ideas? Anybody got any clue as to why they would do that? Stop I don't. exporting? I don't. Um, I mean, we've stopped exporting to certain countries, which is usually part of a... Um, an attempt to punish them or change their behavior. I mean, we're currently not really doing anything with Russia, obviously, over the Ukraine thing. I don't know that we Right, are... but all, all it does is, is penalize the domestic producers. Right. I, I don't know what, what advantage... Um, unless it's... I, I don't know the positioning. It makes no sense. No. Unless, unless it's a convenient excuse to do exactly what you just said, Larry, and that's <clears> to punish <throat> domestic... Punish domestic production. production. Yeah. The pause applies to the Bureau of Industry and Securities, uh, BIS, the uh, issuance of uh, new licenses involving certain firearms uh, and related uh, components and ammunitions. And uh, I don't, I don't see where there's, I, I can't, I can't come up with a reason for this. The only thing that makes any sense at all, I think, is Larry's suggestion that it's, hey, it's an opportunity to hurt uh, gun manufacturers. And it is an opportunity because if, I mean, not that they really get called on anything anyway, but if they did get called on it, they can say, well, you know, we've got, we're in a, we're in a heightened um, era of uh, terrorism and we got the Russians and we just can't get to have these guns being exported to all of these dangerous people around the world. Like anybody in the media is ever going (laughs) to ask a question, uh, you know, critically of, of, of the administration. That's that's not going to happen. Like we're basically, we're keeping, you know, we're keeping Winchester 94s from getting to Hamas, I think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. That'll slow them down. Um, in, in Ohio, they, um, they, they passed permitless carry. When I was growing up in Ohio, you could not carry. There was no permit. There was no permitless. There was no carry. Unless you were in law enforcement, you couldn't carry a gun. Uh, law enforcement would look the other way. Um, if you, for instance, uh, were in a cash business and you would carry a lot of money to the bank, Old, it, it, old old school law enforcement would look the other way in those ways. I mean, that was an era yeah. that is bygone. I think that if you had an if you were in an era now where, say, Ohio didn't have a system by which you could carry, um, I don't know that law enforcement would look the other way. They wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Well, back then, uh, and we were in a cash business. If the police uh, knew that you were in a cash business and you were going to the bank to make a big deposit or something, and uh, they would. They'd look the other way. They knew that. Were, were all the cops Irish back then too, and had those double-breasted long coats, and always carried that stick. We used to call them coppers. Hey, uh, coppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Scott. I'm, I'm not really that old. Um, they had their call box key. <laughs> oh God! You got to get somebody else, Larry. Because God, what are you doing? Well, anyway, that? in Ohio, they when they. Uh, the legislature passed permitless carry. 
you can be sure the anti-gun people were convinced that there would be what, Scott? What was going to happen? There was going to be blood, blood in the, on the streets. Blood in the streets. <laughs> and bodies stacked like cordwood. Yeah. Having to, yeah. Have to yeah. oversize which the is, storm which drains. Is, yeah, which is weird to... because I have to honestly believe the people who most often use that phrase don't even know what cordwood is. <laughs> <laughs> they Googled what stacks well. <laughs> bodies in cordwood, apparently. Well, Ohio Became the 23rd state in the country to adopt permitless carry. Uh, and by the way, if you're thinking of going to Ohio and you don't have a permit and you think, well, it's permitless carry, no, it doesn't quite work that way. Isn't it only Ohio residents? Right, right. So if you don't have a permit and you go to, to Ohio, uh, you can't just conceal carry. Uh, anyway, uh, it, as, as uh, we just suggested, uh, we were told that there was going to be just... <laughs> Blood in the streets. Blood in the streets. It was going to be a horrible mess. Here's the report card. Overall violent crime rates down in Ohio um, and uh, across the country. But Ohio sees a 7.5% decrease from 2021. Uh, and uh, the U.S. Uh, reporting a 1.63% incre- uh, dec- decrease. rather. Last year, Ohio and the United States both saw a drop in in homicides after increases in 2021 and 2020. Ohio had a 6.1% homicides per 100,000 people last year compared to 7.5 and 7 in 2021 and 2020, respectively. And this is data from the FBI. Nationally, there were 6.5 homicides per 100,000 in 2020, 6.8 in 2021, compared to 6.3 in 2022. So not only did violent crime and homicide rates both declined last year and drop in violent crime in Ohio. Uh, that drop outpaced the national average. The whole murder in the streets, blood running down the sewers, bodies stacked up, as uh, Scott said, like cordwood, turned out not to happen. In fact, it went just the opposite. I'm shocked. But, well, I bet, but all the people that said that that would happen immediately came out and said, oh, we were wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the press releases are just flowing. Yeah, like, we were we, wrong. We were wrong. Sorry. Yeah. What 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 newspaper are you reading? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sure didn't see that anywhere. No. Uh, of course they didn't. But you know, an armed society, polite society. That's if you don't know who can fight back, then you you know you don't you don't get violent. Uh, you. You don't know who's going to stop you. Uh, I don't know. They just they just don't get it. Well, and and being the twenty sixth state to adopt it, they could have looked at any of the earlier states and seen the exact same well, thing. Well, no, the uh, twenty sixth. That's the magic number. Okay, this it's would be gonna, the one. This, this will be, be this blood time. in the streets. Okay, it's going to be this time. Yeah. So the last twenty five. You know what? Anomalies. Anomalies. Yes. <laughs> half, half the country. That makes sense. Yeah. Just anomalies. Yeah, those were the anomalies. <laughs> All right. Um, many of us have a rail on our firearm, on our pistol, and uh, we mount lights on them and laser sights and all kinds of chainsaws. Yeah. Chainsaw. Yeah. I like that one. Picatinny mount like chainsaw. Hey, uh, so I'm going to talk in a little bit about. Uh, uh, buying lights and just does it really make a big difference what you get i'll ask larry about that mm. in the meantime we were talking about ar-15s and if i'm not mistaken when it came out the ar-15 in the 1950s it was being advertised as a hunting rifle 
and I don't know why I was I was uh, listening to the View. Oh, you can be a fan. It's okay. Gary. We don't <laughs> judge. We don't well, judge. We, we, we know you watch every day. I we was don't listening judge. To Joy, especially, I was listening, yeah. especially I was listening, since Rosie can O'Donnell. Can I get this line out before you get? <laughs> I was listening to Joy Behar, and I, I always refer to her for my gun knowledge. Uh, and this is how I got confused when she pointed this out. But also, if you shoot with an AR-15, let's say you shoot it's a deer, you can't you eat it because you basically demolish it. In addition the to that. <laughs> wow. Because it's like hitting it with a mortar. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky if you can recover the horns. So, where'd those horns go? So she's, she, I'll hire her for, for my next hunt, hunting expedition. We'll wow. hire, hire Joy as a guide and let her show me how this is done because obviously I've been doing it wrong. But, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I but at no least there's idea. no misinformation That's out right. there. That's no, good. no. Hey, at, least, at least you don't have to track them. That's you true. Get, yeah. You get knowledgeable people giving solid advice yeah. about solid. topics that they are completely unaware of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, like the, I like the solid one. I mean, you, so realistically, if you're any kind of shot at all, you hit that deer once yeah. with a five five six two two three, it's and just, it's down. It's blown to, blown, blown to bits. Blown right? to bits, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to uh, aim towards the back so you, maybe you can find the horns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it explodes. I mean, it just, just, and it goes unchallenged. Yeah, I mean, she had clearly she has no idea. She has this image in her mind of what she thinks an AR-15 does, and it's it's it's. It, so, do you not know anyone who's ever hunted anything? Um, she, have you she, never read? She a legitimately Jack probably doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, probably does not have Rita, anybody in her group. Any yeah. nobody in her echo chamber is a hunter. That, but that could, you could think possibly that, but guide you would her. think she would know someone who knows someone who knows someone that went Or if you're going to say something like that, maybe you would educate yourself so that you didn't look like such a buffoon? No? But she doesn't no, look, obviously that is not the case. Yeah. But she doesn't look like a buffoon to her... <clears throat> echo chamber. Yeah, her yeah. audience or whatever you want to call them. So I'm confused. Yeah. I don't know if she thinks, as Larry suggested, that it's like getting hit by a mortar. Or she thinks that with an AR-15, it just shoots until it's riddled with holes and there's nothing left to eat. Right. I, I I have no idea how far off track she, we this need some woman. clarifying questions. Yeah. Like she got, or is it like hitting a deer with a uh, semi, a, a forty millimeter um, buckshot round? Right. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's On national television, this woman is giving out this misinformation. Don't we have a misinformation governance board? Didn't, oh, that, that, didn't that come no, back? See, that's the problem. That didn't go through. So that's why you've got Joy Bayer oh, saying things like okay. this and no one correcting it. Oh. See, if you had just been on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. Orwellian. Yes. All right. Listen, um, we'll chat about uh, uh, just how difficult is it to, to pick up a pistol light. I never gave it much thought. I didn't think there was... A lot of uh, a difference in, uh, between them, but apparently there's some. We'll get Larry's uh, take on that next on Gary and Guns. Welcome. Glad to have you with us uh, because uh, Show and Tell is coming up, and it's Larry Wayland and Scott Van Kirk on board. Uh, Larry has uh, brought in a wheel gun. If Scott weren't here, he might not have done that, but... 
but he did. Of course, uh, I brought the one. I'm, the yeah. one I'm currently sitting across the table from you. Yeah, cleaning yeah. He's, he's actually cleaning it right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's the it's the pre-purchase grooming is going on right now. <laughs> and, it, and he also he's also targeted me because he's got a 1911 here. That's, oh my gosh! Oh, oh my. that thing is crazy. Oh, it is cool. Oh. All right, we're we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that in show and tell. Holy mo! I've never seen one of them. All right, listen. Uh, picking a light uh, for your firearm. Yeah. Um, Streamlight TLR. Exist a Streamlight yeah. TLR. Yeah. So there, the solutions. The solutions there. No. Uh, yeah. Having a uh, having a, a flashlight on your on your carry gun or on on a handgun is uh, is an additional tool. It's um, it's something I'm a a big advocate of. I I don't carry a flashlight on my concealed carry rig typically i know a lot of customers do um i think that both answers are acceptable Cont um, contextually yeah yeah so i you know i but when you when you add a, a flashlight to your handgun um obviously we've we've gotten into a proprietary holster fitment uh, because when, once you put the flashlight on there, it's not going to fit in that, that old holster. Filster um, floodlight. The filster floodlight is a great solution because it indexes off of the flashlight uh, instead of off of the, the, the shape of the firearm. Um, but having, um, having that extra versatility on, on, the, uh, on the weapons platform, I think, is valuable. Um, but again, I think contextually, uh, either, either way, is, 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 there's a way to work around it. Um, but being able to identify your target um, is is vital, and having some sort of white light illumination that is that is available um, for carry. I choose a, a separate handheld flashlight, um, which just modifies the way I have to operate it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a shorter training curve to learn to shoot a weapons-mounted light than it is to shoot accurately with a, but, a handheld light. But weapons-mounted <clears throat> lights are less versatile. You yes. know, with your handheld light, if you're cruising across the parking lot, and you I wanna... can illuminate something that I don't point my gun, gun at. Yes, yeah, so I really. Anytime <laughs> I anytime I have a weapons-mounted light, um, you know, it, in the in the locker beside my at, at my bedside table, there is a a, a handgun with a weapons-mounted light on it. Mm -hmm. um, but in that same container, there is a handheld flashlight. Um, because I want to have that option of illuminating something that I don't have to point my gun at. Right. Hand, um, handheld lights are for identification yeah. and can be used as deterrence, uh, as, yeah, as right. yeah, yeah, a and, one level of, of uh, response. Right. And a, a weapons mounted light is purely for target <laughs> illumination. Yeah, because right. you have already pointed your gun that, at that, that target. Makes him, that makes them a target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which will bring a, a, a lethal response if, if presented towards me, right? right. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, if are there just... Are there trade-offs? Longer battery life, heavier weight? There uh, are. Um, you know, the um, the Streamlight series is is a um, disposable battery solution. Right. Uh, CR-123. CR-123s. They're three bucks. They're, 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 they're almost ubiquitous now. I think you can get them at most. Right. They even make rechargeable ones. You they can buy, put... yeah, rechargeables yeah. for them. Um, you know, there are a lot of other good lighting options in the marketplace um, that, that I've, I've had customers rave about. Um, I've always just stuck with the Streamlight myself. It's, it's yeah. the one that's, it, it's the most widely used by law enforcement. Okay, check. That's good. They, yeah. they've, they've, they've done my beta. I don't need to, right. to go out and do research on a light. I can just rely on this product line. Scott, uh, what about those uh, lights that strobe? Any any benefit to those? Good for uh, a dance party. Yeah, dance party. 
dance party, and if you um, happen to suffer from seizures, I suppose that you can induce that. If your bad guy happens to suffer from seizures <laughs> on the off chance, you might be able to induce. No, uh, but if that, you but if you suffer from seizures, it's going to be really bad. When yeah, you play. Um, the, the strobing light I think is is an advantage. Um, I think because. It, um, if, if if you are illuminated by a strobing light, it is really hard to tell whether the the person holding that light is closing distance or retreating. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're when you're in that in that uh, in that flashing light, it's really hard to tell whether they are, are close, like I say, closing distance or retreating. So I think there could be some applications where that would be valuable. I don't clear houses with guns so to me it, it's a moot point but um i, I think there is an, an advantage tactically for some operators that, that are I, it, kicking I think, doors and, and clo- think, clearing more rooms no i'm gonna go a different slightly different route contextually i think there's a place for strobe lights if you don't carry a gun because they offer you some advantage and yes. it relates to hand-to-hand and possibly um disengagement yes but for me i want a flashlight that is on or off on or off that's it um, and mainly because I'm I'm doing target ID, I may use it in a defensive manner. I may hit you in the eyes, you know, and then follow up with punch you in the face right. with the flashlight <laughs> that I have in my hand. Um, but it's at the end of the day, it becomes it's illumination, and it's if it, if I'm using it in conjunction with a handgun, it's target ID. And I don't know if you've ever tried to shoot in strobe mode. Oh. It's not pretty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because pretty. it doesn't accomplish that sight. Um, you know, you don't get that back. You don't get that um, not back blast, but that background illumination that illuminates your sights makes it more easy to right. hit and everything else like that. So there's a you know there's a time and place for all things under the sun. I don't tend to I don't mate strobe lights with firearms. Strobe lights to me are uh, open hand stuff. Nice. Uh, well, uh, there are things to consider, and we've touched on some of them, including holsters, because you, you've got to have a holster generally uh, made to fit. Although there are some, there, there are some, and again, with with yeah. the Streamlight line, because there are so many thousands of them made, mm. there are a lot of holster manufacturers that will make a right. a pistol light model combination holster. Right. Uh, you know, and you're going to spend sixty, seventy five bucks on a. On a decent Kydex inside the pants holster. Yeah. Decent money. Well, I'll tell you what else is decent. It's show and tell. And it's coming up on Gary on Guns.